So now we're I'll... getting into the debate of fast zomb- fast zombies versus slow zombies. I mean, we could debate it. I'm just saying that, like, as a fat man, I would die <laughs> in any zombie movie where they run. Like, if it's slow, I have a chance. All right, everybody, welcome to the Get Lost Podcast, Episode 2. We are running again with me, your host, Ryan Hargan. And I'm Chris. And I'm Chris. I'm sorry, I did that wrong. Come back to me. (laughs) And I'm Dustin. And I'm Dustin. Damn it! Nailing it. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just... Okay, after the last one where we brought up the, uh, the One Ring and different things you could do with it... I, I got stuck on this, this idea. This is Keith, by the way, everybody. Hi. <laughs> I got stuck on this idea of like, okay, what if you took the one ring and put it around an arrow? You could shoot it at someone. No one would see the arrow coming. The ring rats would. Wouldn't, wouldn't the ring, the ring wouldn't go anywhere, though. You'd fire the arrow and the ring would immediately slam the arrow into the ground. It's very heavy. It would screw up the trajectory, but I don't think it works on okay, an okay, anime so object. the arrow at Sauron, because then the ring would be like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, but then that'd be a problem. Because <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't kill him, he's now got the ring. Plus, not only are you not shooting it at Sauron, you're shooting it at a tower with an eyeball in it. I don't know how that works. I'm trying to poke its eye out. <laughs> All right. So, You'll shoot your eye out. <laughs> All right, here, here's another question on that topic, though. How does Sauron come back? Somebody explain that to me. He's a necromancer. No, I know. I get that. But I'm saying, like, the guy's a giant eyeball in a building. The building was built to house, what, the energy of Sauron? It's it's holding his his spirit. So then what happens? Like, does he he create his own body? Does the one ring have to be in the tower itself? Can it be, like, around the tower? Yeah, uh, it has to be in the tower where the rest of his spirit is. Is there a room for it? Uh, believe it or not, yes. There Does is. it have a display case? Yeah, I was going to say, there's a nice it, little pedestal. There's not, yeah. there's not a display case. <laughs> it have like case. a finger just pointing up? <laughs> there's not a display case or a finger, but there is a giant burning eye. I assume you have to take it to the top. Because Do you have that's... to chuck it at the eye then? I mean, Chris, there's a lot of questions here, man. I, chuck it? Yeah. Okay. No, you don't want to chuck it because then it'll fall off and then he's going to execute somebody. You just hold it up and it will like bond. To be fair, from what I could understand, if it fell off the top of the building, it would probably kill someone. Like if you threw something off the top of the Sears Tower. So, I mean, like, all you're doing is just killing another orc or goblin. Oh, no, an orc guy died. We got about a billion more to replace I'm just saying, if it was thrown off of the tower by an uruk somebody would tell that uruk go get it, and he would be, he would take the expressway down to go get it, is what I would say. How would he get back up? He wouldn't. He would have been executed. Then who gets the ring? Obviously another uruk <laughs> who will now know better not to throw it so, the tower. So now you have to transfer the delegation of duty to another one to run all the way to the bottom of the staircase, pick up the ring, run all the way back up, and then throw it at the eyeball. Now you're understanding why throwing it at this the eyeball is This is why fantasy is fun. This is why fantasy is fun. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is an unusual role for me. I was playing the straight man to their nonsense. So, <laughs> normally I'm the one asking the idiotic questions like this. Speaking hey, of which, does Sauron no get questions. to pick what part of him is on display at the top of the tower? He does. He does. So, so he chooses to have just his eye up there. I guess that I mean, if know, he really... changes the meaning of the full moon is out tonight. Yeah. If he really wanted to intimidate the armies of men and everything, they could just march up to the Black Gate, and there's a big burning knob at the top of this tower. Be like, I've never been more intimidated in my life. You are intimidated by weird things. Did you say a giant knob? Yes. Yeah. Like a giant cock? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Giant flaming cock at the top of the tower. I think that's what everyone thinks anyway when they see Sauron's eye. Didn't we have like, that, that as a, a... Wasn't that, wasn't that an option for you to marry last night, Dustin? <laughs> or was that Brad Pitt with flame crotch? <laughs> Brad Pitt's body that, you know, had recently died five, five minutes ago. ago. <laughs> with literal fire crotch. That's a card game, ladies and gentlemen. Like, marry or kill. You're the host. Why aren't you cluing people in? Why do I have to do it? <laughs> what are you talking about? For the game? No, they either figure that out or they don't. I don't have to hold their hand. <laughs> to all you listeners, I don't have to hold your hand. I'm looking at the computer right now because I know you're listening. I could hold your hand. 
Keith, Keith has got you. But yeah, well, he's got you as long as your cock's not on fire. Then you're then you're on your own. Then you just have to throw a ring at it. That's what Beyonce meant the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> if you like it, put a ring on it. Song's really about Lord of the Rings. Goes back to my actually. Wouldn't that be Lord of the Cock about putting the one ring? Yeah, tomato, or tomato. <laughs> yeah, and why don't they ever use the one ring to hide a body? Because you have to leave the ring with it. Yeah. Well, no, if you're just trying to get it out oh, of the yeah, city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it hides a body literally every time someone puts it on. Well, it's you, could kill, body. you could kill a guy and then put the one ring on the corpse to hide it. As you carry it out of the city, no one will know what you're doing. They just think you're drunk. So, here's a question. So, when they put on the ring, you go invisible. Well, because you're in the Wraith world, but, but yeah. Yeah, I know. And I'm saying, like, Sauron, the eyeball, will mm-hmm. see you. Yes. So, wait, so, so, will, so will the ring wraiths. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, the question... Alright, so first of all, does the ring wraith... If they go and they get the ring, they just bring it back to Sauron? No questions asked? Yes. Okay. Alright, now, I just always wondered, because I was like... if I mean, if you're a hobbit and you put on the ring and you want to be evil, like, can't you just look up at the eyeball that sees you and just be like, I'm, I'll bring it to you? You know what? That is actually the plot of Middle-earth Shadow of War and Shadow of Mordor. It's this guy wants to make his own ring and take over. Is it? That's... I mean, I played Shadow of Mordor. I don't remember. Shadow of Mordor is him recovering that. and getting revenge, but in the end, he says it's time for a new ring, and that's the whole plot of the second one, is that he makes another ring of power to challenge Sauron. Okay. What would his ring do, though? I don't know. I mean, I, Sauron, I haven't played the game yet, right? I'm, just, yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, all right, if Sauron's ring turns you invincible, except for, I mean, you're technically in the Wraith world and the Sauron can see you. What would the other guy's ring do? I mean, Literal like, fire crotch. There you go. At the, well, at this point, all we know it does is that it dominates people, so he's able to build an army to conquer Mordor with. Oh yeah, that's true. I did play that game, like a little bit of it. I haven't finished. it. Well, the thing, that's, that's kind of the thing, is in the first one, he doesn't have a ring. He just does it. Right. This one, it actually lets him dominate people en masse. Right. So, basically, what you're saying is he's got the heart ring from Captain Planet. I do. I do. No one's really thought about that. You know, Captain Planet, you've got all these different elemental powers. Fire, wind, water, earth, and heart. Heart is basically just mind control. Well, you know there are other rings, like... Gandalf has one, and it's like the fire ring. So. Holy shit, for a minute, I thought you were saying that there were other rings for Captain Planet, and I was like, like what fucking shit did I miss when I was little? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, I was just going to say, of all the Holy Sauron shit, was the there like ring. a whole bunch more? Like, yeah. were there more rangers? Like, the Power Rangers was like that, where they just had more pop up? That would be Well, awesome. it, it kind of like went to the sequel of Voltron, where you had a lot of mini lions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well... But I mean, like, so, like, what would the next Captain Planet be? That's my question. Don Cheadle, man. Yeah. So, like, an angry Inter- Captain Planet? Internet, put make that happen. <laughs> I want Don Cheadle as my Captain Planet. But technically, they did make that happen. No, yeah. But that was like a running <laughs> gag. I want it to actually be a thing. It needs to be canon. <laughs> that Don Cheadle is Captain Planet? Yes. Yeah. I always wanted Ted Turner. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to get to the Ted point Turner where it's going to be coding himself and paint, planet throwing people out to windows. the Sailor Scouts. There's going to be one for each planet in the solar system. <laughs> they all get together and manifest a Japanese girl in a schoolgirl uniform. So, does Pluto get a scout? Yes, Pluto is a planet. Screw you all. I have I have more questions on Good this. Man. I have more questions on this topic now because we've expanded it. Uh, so, Keith, if you're saying that. So you're saying that there would be a captain for each planet in our solar system, correct? Yes. Okay. So would Mars just be like, like dust, large mountain, <laughs> like, frozen water, a couple of robots, like, <laughs> mysterious face? What's the ultimate goal there? And and also, do, I mean, so like our captain planet obviously comes together as a big giant blue guy with a little bit of green hair and Is stuff. Is he blue? I thought he was like crystal white. No, he's, no, he's blue and he's green. Blue. Well, yeah, he's, blue he's, with green hair. He's mainly ocean, get it? Yeah. Like, planet's 75% water, so most of him is blue just except blew for his my hair. mind. <laughs> the science behind Captain but, Planet. But no, I just wonder, you know, like, what, what would the other planets be? Like, I mean, Mercury would be, like, really hot. 
Venus too close to the sun, covered in a Fire. cloud of burning desolation. <laughs> Pluto would be various forms of frozen stuff, frozen methane, frozen ice, frozen water. Pluto would seriously just be one guy standing there going, "I'm still a planet," <laughs> <laughs> and then he would just become Captain Pluto. <laughs> there would be no combination of anything. It would literally just be one guy that was like, "I really hope Pluto is still a planet." And then there you go, Captain Pluto. I love the idea. Am I still a planet? Let's trick. I love the idea that you're describing Pluto as what the British would call a rotten burrow, which is a constituency in their country where uh, the only like voter is also the landowner. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, he's he's, a, he's the constituency and he's also the voter because he owns everything. So basically, Pluto is a rotten burrow. <laughs> it's like I am the ring bearer. What do you rep- who do you represent? Your myself. <laughs> What do you combine other... your powers into? My middle finger. Because I'm still a planet, asshole. <laughs> All the other Captain Planets would get together and Pluto would be like, Hey guys, I'm still here. Just ignore him. Don't make eye contact. He's not don't, one of us. Don't encourage him. <laughs> so I guess we should tag this hashtag suck it and kill the grassy Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can just hashtag anything that. Oh, you could hashtag any movie that comes out because he just tries uh, to ruin all of them now. Because science. Speaking of movies that we're going to ruin, let's talk about Alien Covenant. Yes. <laughs> the thing we originally thought we would talk about when this started. <laughs> well, and then I derailed us about, you know, rings on cocks and giant flaming crotch. And... That's fine. I mean, that's that's really the Lord of the Rings. Into Sailor Moon. Now, yeah. I have to tell you, I don't know no, a lot of the controversy <laughs> around this thing as much as, like, you and Dustin do. I just know that... Controversy he, surrounding, like, the new alien stuff? Yeah, like, he... What was it? You were telling me some guy... The director or something was Neil mad. Blomkamp was going to do Alien 5. Yes. And Ridley Scott did his usual, as he said, or whatever, and... Okay, I don't know the details about that. That, that might just caught my burp, didn't it? That's okay. I'll edit it out to the <laughs> listeners so they don't um, have to hear it. I'm not going to edit it out, by the way. It's going to be in there forever. Anyway, um, I was just going to say, I don't <laughs> know I don't know the controversy of it. I just know that when I watched the Alien movies, I was afraid of them. Yeah. The, well, and the then I was afraid. And yeah. um, even the video game, yep. uh, Alien Isolation, mm-hmm. that game actually scared me. So it was oh. it was really good. But yeah. these new movies don't. Well, and that's, that's it. All right. So let's, let's be honest. First Alien movie. It's a horror movie in space. It's one alien. It goes around. It kills Killing a bunch everybody. of people. Scares the shit out of you. At some point, it runs through a tunnel and does jazz hands. Nothing wrong with that. Second movie is more of an action movie, obviously. Because like, that got James Cameron helm in the movie. And he had a little bit more of that, like, we're going to take on a whole bunch of aliens. It's not going to be super scary, but it's still going to be like an adventure movie, you know, where it's got like a lot of intense moments. Yeah, that same kind of shit stuff. with Terminator versus Terminator Two. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So Change then you director. get to then you get to Alien Three, which I know a lot of people don't really like it, but I still have a soft spot for Alien Three, even though they ruin like a shit ton of stuff in it. Retcon, not Hicks in the escape pod. Yeah. Which, yeah. by the way, I, if you guys, it did. Yeah. In the newest. Aliens, Colonial Marines. Three. Yeah, we're talking about three. Yeah, yeah, in Colonial Marines, they show that it wasn't Hicks in the uh, cryopod at yep. the start of Alien Three. Or some... that he, I think he dies, right? Doesn't? No, well, no, no, no. The guy oh, yeah, in the cryopod dies, yeah. and the name on it says Hicks, but it's not actually Hicks in there because sometime between two and three. He gets pulled out, and some other generic marine gets shoved in there in his place. Yeah, why? And then there's, uh, it's not reasons. plot reasons. But it's not just Hicks. Like the other guy that dies too, the guy that played uh, actually John Connor in uh, Terminator. I can't think of his name. Yeah. Everybody, that does, everybody that doesn't li- narrow it down. Yeah, that that it, character has no. like six different actors it, playing. It's it. fine. Everybody that's listening is probably yelling it right now at their freaking radio. But at any rate. That guy that played John Connor in the original one, he uh, did not... I think he wanted to come back for three, and then they didn't allow him to or something along those lines. So they ended up actually having to pay him a shit ton of money uh, because they used his picture on the side of one of the cryopods. And he was like, if I'm not in the movie and you guys are paying for my likeness, that was literally one of the pictures from the second movie then you're going to shell out more money because I'm technically in your movie for that part. So they paid him apparently a lot just to have his picture on there, literally to have an empty casket of him. Like, he's not there. He's dead. And then the girl also died 
new mm-hmm. also died same yeah. thing like they came in and then but i mean that, that was the thing about three is they killed every so you get to the end of two two was great had a fun ending with a lot of people living through it three immediately starts with just like fuck everybody else was in that previous movie thank you we're going to be going on to the next one now uh so journey weaver is going to be all by herself in a prison planet enjoy She's and that's literally what it was like now 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 yeah. bishop's ahead yeah well yeah but i mean still at the end of the day alien 3 is not a terrible movie it's just not good because fox ruined it that's how that one goes like a lot of stuff they do yeah and then Alien Resurrection was, as far as I was concerned, that's kind of like a comedy that just happened to have aliens in it. <laughs> I mean, it had, like, Ron Perlman in it. It had, uh, what's her name, the the lady that steals a bunch of stuff. It's not in Stranger Things. I can't think of her name. Oh. Winona Ryder? Winona Ryder, yeah. So, I mean, it, you know, it was a weird movie. The only thing I remember from Alien Resurrection was the guy who had the gun up his sleeve. Yeah. And the weird moment where they played, like, basketball, like, just space basketball in the middle of it or something like that. I just remember all the stolen artwork from H.R. Giger in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's because, like, out of... Between that one versus three, Resurrection, even though it was, like, poorly written and a bit comical, it's surprisingly because it was Joss Whedon that I think actually wrote that, and then the yeah. script got trashed by the time it came out. But um, that movie actually has a lot of redeeming qualities to it. Like, surprisingly good-looking aliens... Except for that weird white one at the end that gets sucked out a window. That's racist. <laughs> well, hey. <laughs> Not all alien lives matter. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, you know, and then you get to the new ones, and the new ones felt like Ridley Scott forgot that he originally started the series as a horror movie, and it became like an introspective philosophical or philosophy movie, essentially. That. I don't know about you guys, but that wasn't exactly what I paid for or wanted, you know, when I originally bought a ticket. Nah. I want to see, you know, where the aliens came from, not... Let's have a philosophical debate on God being an alien. Yeah. No, I, I wanted to see people's chest burst open in an alien killing people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can see you, Chris. It's, yeah. it's a podcast. For all you listeners, so. Chris was miming the Hello, My Baby dance from <laughs> But It was supposed to be just for Dustin, but thank you for, for ruining our moment. I, I always, like, I was it's listening. what I do. I was listening to a podcast with uh, Steven Subtick. He was talking about Alien as well. And um, the thing that I always learned, the same thing that he did, which is, like, so I thought the reason that I always liked the original Aliens an alien was because it didn't really know where they came from. They yeah, were, well, the less you know about a monster, the scarier it is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, Ridley Scott coming back and deciding that he was going to explain the origins of all this shit didn't do anything other than ruin it, as far as I'm concerned. Like, it doesn't make it more interesting if you know where it came from. It just... It makes know, it less so. scary. Well, yeah. and going to the alien isolation game you brought up, you know, during the first while of the game when you don't even see the alien you just know it can pop out of nowhere and grab you that's actually fun scary because it's like shoot where is it is it going to pop out of this vent can i climb in here and be safe versus i got to a point where i'm supposed to go through this office complex while the alien is stalking me I spent 15 minutes sitting inside a locker while the alien went in and out of the office and was hiding in yeah yep and the sad thing is, is I didn't realize the six-axis control for the PS3 matters. Yeah. Because I put my controller down, and the alien found me because it made a, it moved. So my character moves. The alien was just like, "Hi, <laughs> hello." I actually, and just on a lark, I had a gun, so I was just like, "Well, I'll just shoot him." Like it works for the Space Marines. Yeah. No, I fired one bullet, and then he kissed me in my face <laughs> with both his mouths. <laughs> So, yeah, that just went to being, like, actively stressful. Yeah. I know, right? It, it got, yeah, I started to get it. I had to stop because I got a sour stomach. So now the people on the internet are, there's some of them calling me a wuss. But, yeah, I couldn't finish that game. I was, so, I was like, like, this is great. This is a really good game. I can't finish it. Yeah. It's so good I can't finish it. <laughs> well, so not only that, but like you were saying, the video game, the video game has tension. Yes. And massive loads of it. 
Like the the first time you run into the alien, you are you you are frightened that that piece of shit is going to come around the corner. It's and eat not your even face. really a cutscene. Yeah, it literally just it's in the game. It drops out of a vent, and it's like, okay, you have five seconds right. to hide. Yeah, and it, I I think the thing too is like that. So the alien we all know from the movies is a hell of a killer. Like that's been the whole thing, and I think that's where the movies suffer from the hardest is they run into the predator complex. Which is, first movie, one alien knocks out a shit ton of people on a ship. Now, you know, to be honest, they're not soldiers. Not all of them, like, they're not laden with guns or anything like that. Second movie, a whole bunch of aliens fucks up a lot of people with guns. Like, obviously people with military training, etc. They tear them apart. Third movie, and this is where... Hashtag Zerg Rush. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that that's where the third movie begins to suffer, which is the third movie goes, welcome to a prison planet, one alien dog is going to fuck you up. Have fun. And, like, I mean, you as a viewer, you're kind of like, well, this is a little weird. They were amping up, you know, for how bad of a killer these things are, but they, were, they routinely start to get beaten in various easy ways, you know? And that, that, that suffers from spoilers, uh, real quick, about Alien Covenant. But that, for me, the ending of that movie had the same... I know. I know. <laughs> you told me in the last episode that was not going to be a thing. It's not. Because I'm not really going to spoil anything. I'm just going to say that the ending of it left me a little bit uh, disappointed in how the aliens actually function. Yeah. So not, nothing, nothing more. I'm not going to say anything more on it. I just want to say that, like... I enjoy the alien mythos. I enjoy the alien itself. Like you said, you know, we'll, we won't call it Xenomorphs. We'll call it alien. So it is. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it, it routinely just fails to live up to the hype of itself now. Yeah, I mean, you know? like you said about the Predators, you've got, you know, <laughs> Predator 1 where, hey, it's going up against special forces and mm-hmm. Arnold can barely kill it. And then you've got Predators. Where you find out, oh, the alien that Arnold was fighting was a baby. Yeah. And, hey, look, there's two big ones. And, oh, the hey, rotten ones, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These, you know, big ones. Oh, look, hey, this other guy, Adrian Brody, I believe. Yeah. As an action star. Yeah. yeah. Adrian Brody can whoop the shit out of them. Yeah. I'm like, um, no. <laughs> if they're bigger than the ones that Arnold went against, they're going to be bigger and more badass. Yeah. Yeah, because if I recall correctly, Arnold Schwarzenegger... In his prime, yeah. punches one of these things in the face, yes. and it does like the the Wolverine thing where he looks away and then he like looks back at him like, "Is that all you got?" Yeah, yeah, you know. So, well, yeah. Well, let's be honest. Predator had a lot more problems before it got to Predators. Yeah, like Predator Two. All right, so like you said, Predator One, he fights an entire special ops team that ends up yeah. getting like destroyed. Uh, second movie. Uh, Goes up against Donald like, Glover or, no, PD or something. Not, Danny, not Danny Donald Glover. Danny Glover, retired LAPD officer. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not saying it's not doable, but he does have a shit ton of guns in his trunk. This is true. I mean, but in the first one, the guys had a minigun. Yeah, <laughs> but Danny you know, the, the grenade man. launchers. <laughs> the thing about the Predator in you know Predator Two, he was a softer, kinder one. He came across a cop. Who was pregnant and he let her live. To, to the be original fair, one Gary, Gary Busey did something. Well, no, the original <laughs> one let the go. He only went after the males because they were a sport. Just like you go, well, you I, go hunting deer. Yeah. You go after the males, not the females. I was going to say, well, not only that, but they started uh, establishing the rules of you had to be armed. Yeah. was one of the other things, too. Because later on in Aliens vs. Predator, I want to say, yeah. the first one, they had the girl, she ended up like... Uh, befriending him because she was actually like a warrior and struggled to actually well, I just kill remember him. remember Bishop is like sickly so the alien's gonna leave him behind and then but then as soon as he starts picking the fight the alien's like well alright now you've you've decided you've chosen this now. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes me oh, really yeah. wonder about like what the engineers were thinking when they when they originally started this process. Were they just like we need to make a weapon or were they like let's see how fucked up we can go. Huh? <laughs> Anybody? Like how about we make this thing look like it's got a penis for its mouth. <laughs> Or, you know. <laughs> it is See, drips that, like molecular acid that'll burn through anything. Yeah. Yet, in Alien vs. Predator, we're going to sit there and mark you with the symbol of our tribe with the alien's blood. That can burn through multiple layers of a spaceship. How is it not burning 
completely through your skull. Yeah. No, it's just a minor burn on your, you know, forehead. No. Because it's tribal and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, the black liquid they were drinking at the start of uh, Prometheus, that wasn't some weird thing that made him dissolve. That was, you know, just the engineer equivalent of sangria. They were getting <laughs> drunk and they're like, okay, guys, I got a brilliant idea. I love we're- the guy. I love the guy. Like I said, I have not seen the movie all the way through, but I have seen the scene where... The guy who is, what is he, an archaeologist or something? And he is scared of bones, which is a thing that his profession deals he's with a bu- I believe he's, all the time. Yeah. He's like, he's supposed to deal with dead things. And yet the little critter that is clearly a predatory animal mm. with its... Looks like a snake. Which flares look, like a cobra. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. it is clearly predatory and dangerous and he wants to kiss it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, what is well, wrong with this picture? And that brings me to something I've always had kind of an issue with all the alien movies is whenever the facehugger egg opens, there's always that one character, their instinct is, I want to look inside. Well, yeah. like Ryan and I talked about after we saw Covenant. The entire basis... Spoilers. Yeah. I'm just going to keep doing it now. (laughs) The entire basis (laughs) of the Alien franchise is dumb people doing dumb shit and not following the rules. Yeah. The first one, you've got an alien life form wrapped around your face. Don't let him on the... We're not bringing him in. No, I'm going to open the door. Yeah. No, don't do that. That's why we have quarantine. Yeah. Follow basic (laughs) quarantine procedures and the movies never happen. No, let's make stupid decisions that we know are isn't, dumb. Isn't that in? Isn't that in a movie um, recently? Where is that? I'm trying to remember. There's a. They're in a room, and this thing is like growing and becoming stronger, and it's like in the trailer, everybody's screaming and running around, so it starts killing them. And somebody pointed out, you know, if one of you actually had the presence of mind to like grab a thing and just kill it, you'd all be fine, you know, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. I can't remember what movie Maybe. it was, but it was like, that was the whole premise, is that yeah. you're in a quarantine room. Oh my god, we can't get out. Right, you're in a quarantine room. You can't get out till that thing's dead, and you're in a room designed to keep it contained and kill it. Yeah. Find the thing to kill it and kill it, <laughs> and you'll be fine. Nobody, yeah, that's because so- the sociopaths are always portrayed in the wrong situation. That is a room you want a sociopath in. Yeah. I don't feel fear like a normal human being, so I'm going to go ahead and kill this alien because eh, I need to. Yeah. Everybody else is running around going, oh, my God, what do we do? There's a fully automatic shotgun on the wall. Watch. Just grab it. Do what? I'm going to be accused of being pro-sociopath now. Well, I mean, yeah. look at, what are they, cummer bitches? They're all pro-sociopath. Yeah. Is that actually their name? The Cummer Bitches, yes. Okay. I, I have no right. idea what we're talking about now. They, I think it's Benedict Cumberbatch's fans. Oh, yes. Uh, that. You know, they were all fans of him after Sherlock came out. and It's like, okay, he's a high-functioning sociopath and everyone idolizes him. They're eh. all pro-sociopath. He's, yeah. Sherlock Holmes always had that problem, though. I mean, fans back in the day used to celebrate him to yeah. use a coke fiend. <laughs> By the it's way, to anyone else out there who is pro-sociopath, I score very highly on the sociopath tests. You know, not not 100%. I am aware of how people feel. I just don't always care. So if anyone wants to idolize me, I'm cool with that. What's your fan club's name? Just got me. real quiet, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I, I might We're all staring at him, waiting for an answer. Because well, he knows that whatever he says is going to be canon from now on. <laughs> must deliberate and, you know, must think about this. Very important. Yeah, you're all assuming that I'm actually going to get fans. <laughs> Well, that's alien. He, does, so he that. does have fans, ladies and gentlemen. I work with one of them. <sighs> she, she's not my fan. She just wants me to be her secret pool boy. You know, I I work for her, and she wants me to come over to her apartment after work so that I can use her pool. There, there's nothing sinister about that, right? Yes, right. Sure. 
Now we pray she doesn't listen to this. She's probably <laughs> going to be like, what? You motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, let's take this train, go back into the station, and go once more out on the uh, movies. Why and start uh, now? Yeah. <laughs> let's anyway, go on uh, that path again. <laughs> so, But yeah, that's like the Lovecraft, the, what, you, what we were saying, the Lovecraftian argument. The more you explain a monster, the less scary it is. Yeah, well, not only that, but I mean, like, let's be honest, Lovecraftian stuff, you want... You like you say you want the horror to be in the background, like it wants to be building, yeah, like something yeah. old, something always there. And I guess that's challenging in movies because movies are visual. So yeah, but I think you can still do that. Like let's be honest, we go back to a, a movie, a little movie called Signs that half the world saw when it came out, and the the biggest problem that I have with Signs, which you know, depending on how you take it, like I know there's the whole thing now where they could be considered like uh, demons instead of aliens. Um, but my whole thing for that was the entire movie that they didn't show the actual creature was fantastic. Like, it was interesting. They were, like, doing cool shots, like, where they had the blade underneath the door and they could see him, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. At the end of the movie, when they show him standing there in the freaking, you know, room, like, holding the daughter, I was just like, this is the dumbest looking thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, you know what it looked like? It looked like this creature from a cover of a book that I read in elementary school regarding, like, a creature at Stonehenge. I don't know if anybody remembers that book. No? No. It was a shitty book. I was too busy, like, standing in Stonehenge. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) I was too busy trying to figure out how to spell Stonehenge. (laughs) But How'd that turn out for you? Can you, in fact, spell Stonehenge? No. I, I would like to just quantify that argument with that I... I cannot correctly spell Stonehenge either. I'm a horrible speller. <laughs> okay. That's fair, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, uh... A lot more fair than saying we're not going to use spoiler rule and then using it anyway. Eh. Because I'm the host. Exactly. The host gets to make the rules. That's rule number one. Yeah. Are you taking his side? Come yeah. On. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this reminds me of an argument I had with someone back when, uh... Two horror movies came out, like, right around the same time. It was the first Saw movie and The Grudge. Okay. Everyone was talking about how terrifying Saw was. Oh, it's the scariest thing I've ever seen. I didn't go see it. I went and saw The Grudge, and I thought that movie was absolutely terrifying. Still haunts me to this day. If anyone does that death rattle sound around me, I will punch them in the face. Are you talking about the movie with the little uh, Japanese white boy? Yes. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Yes. Makes the cat sound. Yeah, that was weird. Small story about Mm -hmm. that after this, but uh, yeah, in that movie, you don't actually see her kill anyone. You don't actually see the creature kill anyone versus Saw, where it's, you know, straight up torture porn. Yeah. And I thought The Grudge was just super scary because it's all left up to your imagination. Mm-hmm. What the mind can conjure up is a million times scarier than whatever you actually see. Yeah. Yeah, like, Saw, I watched the first half an hour of that when I hope all these bastards die, then none of you watch a single episode of MacGyver and then change the <laughs> channel. <laughs> I'm like, you're trying to sit there... And cut the chain, and your hacksaw breaks. I'm like, dude, there's a wire rack next to you. Just kick one of the freaking wires off of it and put it through the freaking hole. Congratulations, you fixed the hacksaw. <laughs> Movie over. I mean, to be fair, if we're poking holes in horror movies right now, yeah. we're just going to slide right on through this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, we've we're going to commer- be here for a while, but a lot of movies are about to get taken down. <laughs> I mean, we've already got commercials, but, you know, if you're in a horror movie, you make dumb decisions. Yeah, that's pretty much all horror movies. Yeah, yeah. Look, there's a perfectly you know, fine car that's running. Let's go with that. No, let's hide behind the chainsaws. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like one of my questions has always been like, all right, so uh, the first Friday the 13th movie, right? It's Jason's mom. Spoilers. I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, uh, you have, in fact, now spoiled it for me. I've never seen it. Well, I don't really care because it's also old as shit. So, Thanks. I mean, Thanks a lot. Hey, I'm just saying, man. But here's the thing. Like... So, the first movie was Jason's mom. That was, the, that was the whole spin on it. Next movie, it's Jason. My question is, like, why? Like, why does Jason come back when his mom dies, but not when he originally died? Also, 
how old was he when he died? Yeah. So did he die and then grow up underwater? Under the sea. He's like a shrinky dink. So that's how it works. Just kill and throw in lake an instant sociopathic killer. (laughs) That lake, yes. Did they ever explain where he first got the hockey mask from? Was he wearing it when he died? Uh, It's actually from the third movie. uh, Because in the second movie, when you see him, he's just got kind of a cloth sack over his face. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the third movie... Because they use that in the the new game. Yeah, in, in the third movie... One of the kids he kills has the hockey mask, and he wears it to disguise himself right before he shoots a chick through the eye with a harpoon gun. Fair enough. (laughs) Spoiler. So here's the next question. Do you think he smelled? No. No? Very very clean sociopaths. No, it was a lake. There's probably people peeing in that, and no. Oh, yeah. yeah. At least As someone who worked at a lake campground, I can verify most of those, they've probably past the 50-50 urine-to-water ratio. And that's so, not much. So I'm confused. We, are we agreeing that he would smell? Yes. Like a waterlogged, nasty piece of shit? Oh, I thought you meant, could he smell? And I said, no. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> yeah, no, 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 his nose has just been saturated <laughs> yeah. with bad stuff. No, no, no. I, yeah, I asked if he smells. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah he does. I would imagine he smells like a wet turd. <laughs> which, which then makes you wonder why no one saw him coming. More often. Because you could smell them coming from a mile away. Exactly. You should just be like, holy shit. Because they're all college kids at, at summer camp. None of them are showering. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. That's probably and, true. And they're probably all jumping in the kills, lake. They're in little, the middle of yeah. sex. I don't know about you guys, but during sex, I'm not stopping to smell the air. I think we finally touched on a subject that the audience wants to hear. Tell us more about your sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I have a million questions about a million different horror people, to be honest. I just texted Ryan my favorite horror movie that he ever showed me. Oh, is that all? Oh, Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why? I don't know why you didn't just bring that up. It's a great movie. It's, <laughs> well, one, it's one of the because best Because he was there. in the middle of uh, his his uh, his discussion. I, did, I didn't want to forget about oh, it. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that movie's... That movie's a fucking bag of oranges. It's the most amazing movie ever. <laughs> it's one of the only times you'll ever see someone refer to somebody else as a fucking bag of oranges that literally becomes a fucking bag of oranges. <laughs> so are the He's overcome his fear of flying. Or... Yeah, we didn't really touch on no, that. No, they're, they're not fucky. It's more of like an actual, like, just, you know, used to uh, describe. You know, okay. Yeah. He, he hasn't seen it. I know. We should, like, take time to show it to him sometime. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just like the fact that they're going to, you know, their frat house at the lake or whatever, and they're like, oh, sorry, dude, with the, in the wheelchair, you can't sit there and get to the dock, and he just spends half the movie trying to get across the lake. Yeah. Yeah, all right, he's part of the movie. No, for half the movie, while people are being killed, he's just in there trying to wheel himself around the lake. That's actually the guy in the wheelchair, too, Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the the cops are on the way up there, and they're having like really detailed, long descriptions of their uh, past lives. Like, not past lives, but like their lives and that kind of stuff. And then yeah. All of a sudden, they hit like a wolf or a dog or something. The guy has to get out and clean the body out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's a character they never included in the Friday the Thirteenth game. The yeah. guy in the wheelchair. Yeah. There, there yeah. was a guy in a wheelchair, and I think the second one. He, he gets like a machete to the face and then rolls down a flight of stairs. But yeah, you could totally have a character in a wheelchair. Yeah. Why well, be discriminating the, Friday the Thirteenth? Well, game? it's just then you have to make the you have to make everything in the game handy accessible, and it's a lot of extra code to type. And that that's part of that character. You can't go upstairs. He's like claptrap. You know, he'll have. I believe. Bonuses I believe in other the areas. main problem would he 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 can't go into any room. He like literally cannot go into any cabin except maybe the one handicap accessible cabin to actually look for items. That would be the main problem because he would literally like everybody else has run into every other cabin to look for the keys or the what or the gas or whatever that they're looking for. This poor guy would literally have the one part in the game where he's like, well, I checked my cabin, guys. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, if the cabin or, you know, their camp is at the top of the hill, he'd just be like, you know what? We gotta pay for road. 
fuck you bitches, I'm out, and just start rolling down the hill and picking up speed. And could you imagine that guy's upper body strength? Yeah. He'd have way better upper body strength than any of the other characters. Yeah. I think We're the on a hill and like, I gotta go downhill. I'm faster than all of you can run. I think the problem is still in the Friday the 13th video game. I'm pretty sure Jason throws shit at you if you're running from him. Like, I think I've seen Probably some of the gameplay that he literally like throws <laughs> like items at you. So, oh, you just roll away, but items you get hit with like, well, yeah. well then since, you know, the guy in the wheelchair has such great upper body strength, he's the only one who can catch them and throw them back. Yeah. His hands are free, because he's just rolling along. Fair enough, fair enough. That's the real reason they put him in. He's too OP. (laughs) Yeah. He's not an idiot like the other people in the game. It's kind of a a topic we should touch on. Like, freaking horror movie uh, icons. Like, I mean... They have they have moments where people put them in fights against each other, but aren't Freddy they all? Jason. Yeah, but aren't they all kind of like OP? That none of them can fucking die. No, yeah, in uh, Freddy like, versus Jason, Freddy is a it's basically a nightmare. Like he's he's a he's actually like a dream killer or something, yeah. right? So he's already dead. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like technically, yeah. he can like affect things in the real world. Yeah. And I think but Jason, that's what I'm like, I think Jason yeah. is what you'd call a revenant, so it doesn't matter how many times you kill him, he can always be put back together. Michael Myers? That's just Jamie Lee Curtis earning a paycheck. I mean... Michael Myers? <laughs> Damn, you just blew my mind, Chris. The whole movie was actually Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> isn't playing she, Michael isn't, Myers. <laughs> no, isn't, that, isn't she like the heroine or something in that scene? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. That's no, just I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I thought, never mind. Forget it. Jamie Lee Curtis is not a nice person. What are you talking about? She's a very nice person. No, she's not. I've seen some interviews with her. She's actually pretty harsh. She deserves to be, okay? Because she's America's Scream Queen. What? Yeah, that's literally her <laughs> title, The Scream Queen. Are you serious? Yeah. I yeah. See, I didn't know that. That's I... why she was also in the show Scream Queens. <laughs> I don't... As the Scream Queen. I don't watch horror. I've never been interested in horror, so it's like, I don't... I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Well, she's been in a lot of horror movies. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I was not kidding when I said he blew my mind when he said it was Jason's mom. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, going back it, to Jamie Lee Curtis, though, also in a great movie. Um, True, True Lies. Yeah, True Lies. True Lies. Lies. Everybody yes. thinks of it. I can't remember it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. True Lies, man. It's an absolutely amazing movie. Well, it's got Tom Arnold just randomly as Arnold's partner, so it's just <laughs> yeah. like, okay, well, this is shenanigans are going to ensue. Yeah. <laughs> And they did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have a cousin who actually owns the snowmobiles. The guy like, is a Those actual snowmobiles they used in the opening chase there through the woods. Yeah. He owns those snowmobiles. From the movie? From the movie. Do they come with a plaque? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it seems like the guy was an orthodontist and had, you know... Okay, at that point, it might have been the equivalent of J.K. Rowling's money right now. Oh. But, yeah, he was filthy... Filthy fucking rich. Lived in a house that looked like the Alamo. A giant adobe mansion. I was kind of wondering where you're going to like to go with that at first. It was like like a fort. I've always wanted. I think I went with the adobe, and I was like, I that get it looks. I get what you're going with. One way on the outside, like it looks like just a random hovel, and then on the inside, it's like decadent and like. You know, solid gold pipes made of diamonds. You can see my poop moving around. It's just all kinds of all <laughs> kinds of stupidly overexpensive stuff. It's a castle on the outside. You think you're going to walk in and see something medieval, but no, it's actually rather modern. That's basically Doctor Doom's house right there. Yeah. It's, it's it's a medieval castle. No, it's one of the most advanced scientific laboratories in the world. It just Quick looks like question. a castle. On the Why is it you thought the ability to see your poop moving around was decadent? Because there's no reason to do it other than to show off how rich you are. Why do you want to see that? My poop moving through diamond? Why do you want to see your poop moving? I have to watch it move as it is. I might as well see it through diamond. You don't have to watch it move. You hit the lever, close the lid, show's over. I was told always leave the toilet seat up. I mean, to be fair, if you get see, what is it? If you get a, is it clonic? Is it clonic? Clonic. Where they pump water up your butt and then you yes, watch it come out. But that's all you're doing. It's, it's like, you know. I love how you wanted to talk about movies and we're talking about my poop. <laughs> I don't care what we talk about. 
This is a fine addition to the podcast. <laughs> I didn't want to talk about horror films, ladies and gentlemen, so I brought up my shit. Nothing wrong with that. Only because so, but, you're, only because you're now, on your third beer. Yep, it is much now, time. now I have questions because, like, so okay, if you build your fancy house with your, all right, let's go diamond ahead and pipes. say it's going to be a poop house. By, so the, by the way, the the solid gold mm, piping with diamond view things to watch right. through, that's actually a line from Grand Theft Auto Four. Okay, all right. But but my question once again is, uh, so these pipes. Are they accenting rooms, or are they actually like, are they the front piece for sitting rooms? Like if I like if you're sitting in your living room, right? Are they just kind of hanging out on the side wall, or like are they like right underneath your TV? Like they're that's a focal point in that in that room. Because then I want to know if you're sitting on the couch and a family member goes and takes a shit, and like a couple minutes or you're about to just see like it doesn't move through the whole house. Where's the bathroom? It just you can just see it leaving the bathroom. That's I, it. I'd say have it go through the dining room. That way, as you're sitting there eating, you can see what other people have been eating. Yeah, that's, that's you're sick. That that's seems good. way more. Fun you're the one who wanted yours. to have pipes yeah. where you could see your poop moving through, and you call me. So sick. I could see my poop. I'm not going to subject other people to it. Why not? I'm not going to have it move through the living room because that's where my honeys are giving me my BJ's <laughs> and my burritos. Uh, not with a poop house. <laughs> <laughs> Not with a poop house, buddy. I am fairly certain. I am fairly certain I could find honeys that would be okay with that. Give it. My phone number is. Uh... <laughs> K babies. That's it. That's what my groupies are going to be called. Sorry, you bringing up the honeys totally made me think of that. K babies. Because my initials are KBB. So they'd be the K babies. I mean, that right. works. I'm gonna keep it. That's right. Yeah. yeah. What, what are they? K- also, KB babes. No, K baby sounds better. You're okay. stupid. Kebabs. Kebabs. <laughs> Kebabs. Kebabs. <laughs> Kebabs. That's, That's the one. That is that, better. Does that Sorry. mean I'm going to spit roast them or something? <laughs> Possibly. I don't know. Bring, bring but you hold. did just go with kebabs, so we're keeping kebabs. All right. <laughs> Edible. Spicy. All right. <laughs> So is that nobody else has any more topics on the houses that they want? I'm I mean, honestly you... losing my voice. So. <laughs> <laughs> losing your voice. So we got uh, ten minutes here left. If we want to talk about anything else, I got something you can put down your throat. Is it a kebab? <laughs> <laughs> Stick you over an open fire and spin you around. Spin me around, right, baby, right now. Like a hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Copyright. Now we we're copyrighted. We don't have the rights to that. <laughs> hey, back off that shit. <laughs> oh, I, I was going to tell a story after bringing up the grudge. You know, there's, okay. there's a scene in there where guy's on the ground and little Asian boy who screams like a cat climbs up over him. You just see him get all up in his face and... Yeah, after seeing that movie, I went to visit my girlfriend, who is now my wife, and she had a bunch of cats, one of whom, the one cat that is still with us, completely deaf, so she can't hear how loud she screams at us whenever she's hungry. Middle of the night, almost completely black, I wake up in this house to this cat climbing up, so I just see this black shape hovering over my face. Kitty learned how to fly. (laughs) Wife just wakes up. Where'd Sugar go? I think she went out that window. (laughs) Judging by the cat-shaped hole in the glass. (laughs) Speaking of, that's that's like one of my favorite parts of a movie ever. Is uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel. When he throws the cat out the window. Have anybody seen that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just like... She just... Throw my cat up <laughs> Yeah, definitely one of the best parts of the movie ever. I mean, sorry to all the cat lovers, and then there's a lot of my, people. My favorite cat death scene is Boondock Saints. <laughs> I will shoot myself in the head if you can tell me that cat's name. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was so random. Like, the cat just exploded. I was just like, what the heck just happened? Yeah, the guy just goes off and blows up the cat. Well, 
I don't know. We're running about 50 minutes on this one. If we're kind of running out, I guess we'll go ahead and call it on this one. Well, I mean, we can sit there and complain about World War Z and the sequel they're doing. I think we tapped that subject out, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we not, did that before the podcast. Not on record, though. Not on record. Yeah. So, World War Z should actually just be called Brad Pitt Zombie Movie. Because <laughs> to be fair, it, it made for a great South Park episode, though. Yeah, it did. I mean, you know, at least there's that. The one redeeming thing for it was we got an awesome South Park episode. <laughs> I never, I never saw the World War Z movie. No, I never sat I down seen and watched it either. Yeah, I the, like the re- and the reason I didn't is not because it didn't fit the book, not because of anything like that. That one scene where they show the zombies acting like a bunch of fucking ants, like you know they're all like piling on each other oh, yeah. at the wall. My first thought for that was like, not holy shit, that could never happen. It was literally like. It's the same reaction that I have whenever I, has, I see a zombie movie where zombies run, which is, I couldn't make it in that universe. So now we're I'll getting f- into the debate of fast, long, fast zombies versus slow zombies. I mean, we could debate it. I'm just saying that, like, as a fat man, I would die <laughs> in any zombie movie where they run. Like, if it's slow, I have a chance. I tell people all the time that Not I'm just like, one, I have a foolproof zombie survival plan and it will absolutely work and i don't even have to put any effort into it and everyone always looks at me like oh let's hear it because i want to like i want to like debate this and actually poke holes in his theory and i'm right. just like i will invade i will embrace my zombie brethren <laughs> tastiest bits in the rump guys <laughs> i am not even gonna try <laughs> it's like hey wait i don't have to eat i don't have to shower um <laughs> i can pretty much wander around okay sure yeah <laughs> that's why so you're going to become a college student He's got except, you there. <laughs> except I will not be required to put any effort or or pay tuition. So you're going to become a college student. Right, but there's no requirement for me to ignore. I can just, you know. No classes to go to. I mean, what would the classes be? Do you think, Moaning 101? Do you think that society <laughs> would rebuild itself after yeah. the zombie apocalypse? Yes, it will. I mean, like, eventually you would think that, like, human nature being what it is, well, it will. <clears throat> so here's the real question is I guess if if a virus makes you a zombie and then all the zombies start to die out, would the virus finally be like, well to reproduce I have to create more humans? Right? If it's only like regulated to the human race? Yeah. So then or the, the virus is, will find a natural balance between zombies and humans. Well yeah, but I mean they do that in a book. I forget yeah. I forget the book's title, but my best friend loves that series because it is all about uh, the book takes place after a zombie apocalypse, and mm-hmm. society has rebuilt, and there are new rules, like for how society treats people. Because, like, you can be infected, mm-hmm. like you can be infected and not be a zombie, mm-hmm. and you're not going to be killed. Like society's like, okay, well now there's certain there's certain places you're allowed to go, there's certain places you're not allowed to go, and certain ways we're going to dispose of your dispose of you when you die. You know, but the the whole idea is that yes, society survived and it adapted. Well, yeah, I just can't remember. The I just meant more yeah. like if everybody, if one hundred percent success like rate infection or something, I can't remember the name. of But it. if if one hundred percent success rate for zombie like zombification, like everybody turns into a zombie, like is there an evolutionary point? Where humanity, like, I mean, obviously, the, if you have just shambling zombies, like, evolution's going to take its weird route or whatever. That's yeah. assuming evolution can happen before all the dead bodies eventually disintegrate. Yeah, that's the question. That's what I'm asking. Like, yeah. if, if you have 100% zombification, 100%, is there a point where something happens and society rebuilds itself? And then the real question becomes, what does that society look like? Do they have the same wants or needs? Or is it all just, like... Is it is it just a bunch of zombies building stuff, and then eventually they're all like, "Look," because I mean, the human race is essentially like, "Let's just keep fucking let's let's get that out there." That's what the human race is like. We need to keep doing this. Shit, I've been doing this wrong the whole time. No, I'm just saying, like that. Keep your spit roaster. What you doing later? <laughs> I'm just saying the ultimate end game is eventually like, let's keep the human race going. Like. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, people love to joke about it, but when we talk about going to Mars, it's just like, hey, Earth is getting crowded. Let's go yeah. over there, right? Yeah. So then the question becomes, like, what is that for zombies? Are, are eventually they're just like, uh, we can't find any more brains here. No brains, Joe, so... We're screwed. <laughs> we should really build a rocket and go check out some other places for brains. Like, they may not be the same brains, 
may have to go with a uh, you know a little. Uh, or they just sit there and be like, "All right, you know, it's getting hard to find brains. We gotta stop eating for their people for a while. Sorry, you guys, you're gonna have to starve to death while the humans, you know, pump out some more babies so that we can eventually have I think more that brains." Was in, that was in like Marvel Zombies, was like, it? That there is a side story mm-hmm. where Kingpin has like a cloning factory and he clones people because yeah. all the humans are, are gone. Yeah. They've eaten them all. Well, I mean, they do so that. They, they've he done has that. to come up with yeah. another way to produce... They've done that particular storyline with yeah. vampires before. Or like, in under, I think it's Underworld. It's either Underworld or Blade where the vampires essentially have like a blood bank. Yeah, and, and, I think that's Blade. Yeah. yeah. And they just have, they have like this massive like warehouse that's just full of refrigerated blood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Blade. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just feel like they so secretly run like all the stuff like you know the Red Cross yeah. that takes blood from people. <laughs> but that's what I was saying. Like with vampires, it's a little bit easier because like yeah. people keep people keep coming up with ways to hide vampirism. Where like I feel like the zombies would be a much funnier <laughs> like eventual society that came out of it. Like they're constantly just like we don't want blood, we just want brains. Thank you, just brains, please. <laughs> You're basically describing the end of. That's the zombie love story. Uh, oh, warm bodies. Yeah. Warm yeah. bodies. You're basically describing yeah. the end of warm bodies. <laughs> well, not girlfriend left me. I was gonna say not, <laughs> yeah. not really though, because with warm bodies, they eventually turn back into humans. Like it was something to do with like what, like caring or love. Love makes their heart beat. Which well, ends but the, the dynamic where you had like the zombie, you had zombies, and then you had the ferals who are too far gone. Yeah, the yeah, skeletons. But, that's what I'm saying. So you had like this interaction between the two of them. It's like, yeah, we're both dead, but let's face it: if if I find any meat, I'm going to get it first because I'm, you know. But, that, but that's what I was saying. I mean, even with that one, though, there's still limitations on that society. Like zombies haven't really done anything. The only zombie that ends up breaking it is whatever it is. I can't remember. R? Yeah. yeah. So R is the only one that breaks it. Up until that point, they're, they're just shamblers. They just they just shamble around. But I want the world where they actually start to like evolve again. Like, uh, what was that one zombie movie where they go to the mall? And uh, oh, at the very end of it, like, the zombie zombie. <laughs> yeah. Where they go to the mall. That no, doesn't no, narrow it down. <laughs> But there was one where, like, at the yeah, I think it was Land of the Dead, where at the very end, the zombies start, like, thinking again and getting smarter. Yeah, um, yeah, Night of the Living Dead, Day of the Dead, then, I think it was Dawn of the Dead? Or Dawn of the Dead. It was the one that had John Leguizamo on it, where the zombies were figuring out how to use guns. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, eventually the zombies start coming back to stand. That's an interesting idea. But then then it starts to be, like, what would their, that's what I'm saying, like, what would their society be like? Because I'm like, all right, so, again go back to the vampires vampires have blood blanks they have like these large warehouses full of blood zombies like what do their dinner plates look like are they having dinner yeah are they having dinner with fellow zombies where like your main course is like a human brain and then the side courses is like bird brain you know maybe a little uh a little smidgen of i don't know like raccoon brain a little on the side you know chopped up (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'm just instead saying. of going vegan, they sit there and start eating like cow brains and stuff instead oh of human. God. Still insufferable in no matter what universe. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm joking, I, by the way, to anyone who is uh, vegetarian or vegan. Everybody's shaking their head, by the way. So. <laughs> no, no, I, don't, like, don't apologize like the to them. That, you know, the human society will be sitting there coming up with their plan of okay, we got to ration food, save it for only the most useful. The most, you know, important people, those who are necessary for society to survive. Zombies are doing the same thing. Yeah. Like, okay, you zombies, we don't need you. These are the important zombies. They get the humans. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's one zombie that's like, I'm going to be ethical. I'm just going to eat cow brains and the rest of the zombies are just looking and going, instead Instead of being like intellectual, like, okay, we need the educated people. We need the guys with degrees who can build stuff. Yeah. Zombies will probably be like, do your legs still work? <laughs> do you have enough fingers to grasp things? Exactly. I know yeah. you're, y'all are laughing, but that basically, yeah. I, I imagine that's what it would be. It's like, yeah. how, much of, body, how much of your body is, is too oh, I don't know. The crawler yeah. zombies. You only have really one scary arm, ones. but you have all five fingers. You're yeah. still fine. Yeah. You have both arms, but you've lost both your thumbs. Sorry, dude. Mm. Go sit with the cats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the crawler zombies are scary when you're in a rural area and they can crawl through the field and you can't see them. If you're in an urban area, Oh, hey, look. Ten blocks down, there's a crawler. Bam! Not anymore. Zombies are going to start, like, putting weeds themselves. (laughs) Kill us, dudes. 
Well, I mean, like, <laughs> we can look right out the window here, be like, okay, there's no zombies there, but there could be one crawling on the ground underneath your window right now. You wouldn't know. <laughs> like I said, rural area, they're scarier than you in an urban area. But yeah, Dennis just... Oh, how fast can you run? Them city folk zombies, they, got, <laughs> they don't know how to live. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, and with that, we have hit the hour mark, so we're pulling the plug on this one. It's been fun. We got lost in a lot of topics. Some not the best, <laughs> but the most good. What are you talking about? <laughs> Everything in this podcast is solid gold. <laughs> like the pipes in Chris's house. <laughs> Chris's yeah. poop's house. Poop's house. <laughs> yeah. All right, people, have a week. I'm going to go home and eat some kebabs. <laughs>